Welcome to In the Doghouse. It is Thursday, April 27th. What's up? And uh, we're about to die. Finals are about to kill everybody. I'm literally like on my deathbed. I'm fine. It's killing me. I had a had a rough week weekend. You want me, you want me to get into it? I was very ill. That's enough. Okay. I don't want to. I want to spare them the details. You have diarrhea. And... We don't. We don't say the D word. That's okay. a gross gotta... word. All right. Sorry. I had the rhea. Just had the D word. The D word or the Rhea. We can say Rhea. We've talked to our bosses. Okay. And I... This is in the doghouse presented by <laughs> for whom the cowbell tolls, by the way. Yes, and I had the Rhea. Houston had some stomach issues also this I week. I think I might have got you sick. Hey. We were both that, nauseous. I think the, my brother also got a little sick. That's the podcasting game, man. But we're pow- battling through. We're, we're in these right, tight we studios. We've been vomiting. The pathogens are everywhere. And we're still doing a podcast because we care about you people. And we know that if we don't deliver the news, no one will deliver it truthfully. You see ESPN. ESPN. We've literally shut them down. Yep. Hey. We literally ruined ESPN. You see what happens. <laughs> These small markets come in and you, you know, I'm just saying, since we've started this, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how long we've been doing this, six, seven, eight weeks, ESPN's gone to hell. I mean, they have literally fired 100 employees. Mm-hmm. And I think that we are a direct correlation of that. We, we've had a lot to do with Not it. to brag. And uh, just stay woke. We might be, you know, could bring some of those guys onto mm-hmm. our staff. Yeah. You know, Danny Cannell's out there. Ed Werder, mm-hmm. uh, NFL insider. Who else? Um, did Bob Lee Dude, get I fired? Heard I heard Bob Barry Lee. Melrose got fired. No, they couldn't have fired Bob Melrose. They fired literally everyone we that do covers need, hockey. We do need a hockey correspondent, though. We do. We cover a we, lot of hockey. We, we love hockey. <laughs> Our hockey team's really good, underrated. Mm-hmm. I think they've won like five games ever. I think, yeah. <laughs> but that is crazy how we started and then ESPN just literally died. Yeah, it's a dying industry because of people like us. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when you when you you got to stick to sports, you, you bring politics it. into it, like ESPN did. You know, you see what happens. But that's a story for another day. Well, we might talk about that a little more later in the show. Love it. But um, we got a great show for you. We got a great interview. Mm-hmm. Um, with Trey Porter, former our new, our new best friend, former star of the 2013 National College World Series runner-ups. Um. But let's start. Let's talk baseball. Let's talk current baseball, um, and uh, Ole Miss L of the week. Did they, they lost? Lose? They lost to us. Okay, five to two let's in not, the Governor's Cup. We can't get into it because I want to get into that big time. I want to talk about how much we just stomped them. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I just wanted to be like, I don't know the right word here. I hate them. I don't like them at all. I hate them. I don't like them very much, and. Uh, we beat them four times. They literally didn't beat us one time in baseball this year. And it's a great feeling. And I'm not going to lie to you. I feel really good about it. 
And uh, I hope, Philip, I hope that drink has lots of ice. So. Yeah, I hope it's like, I hope you're dying of thirst. I hope you literally freeze to death from eating all that ice. Goodness gracious, you can't do anything around here. I mean, we're in the we're in the iPhone cup pen Apple Cappies studios, studios, and we thought it was soundproof, but not with Phillips ice eating and the washing machine going off. Yeah, if our bosses were listening to this, how about how about a little studio upgrade, please? <laughs> but anyhow, we beat Ole Miss for the fourth time, and I had some people chirping me on Twitter. Chirping. Uh, wanted to talk about. I tweeted the picture of Bianco holding mm-hmm. up the, you know, how many times we they beat us? Zero. Mm-hmm. And the dude one helped, sent me a picture of Ben Howland. And it was just like, <laughs> that's just typical Ole Miss. I, I unfollowed the guy. That was a friend of mine. <laughs> and I unfollowed <laughs> And uh, I'm just not going to, I'm just not to- going to tolerate it. So if you're listening to this, you're unfollowed, buddy. See you. <laughs> uh, I just, it's just typical Ole Miss fan. Like, even when they lose, they still, they just can't take it. They False still find a way to... Sense of entitlement. It's, they University. just don't get it. It's just, at some point, you know, you lose, you just got to shut up. Like, you just have yeah. to. And they have the, they, they've been taking so many L's. Hot take. Are we the flagship? Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> Are we the flagship? There's no question about it. I'm about to look up with the dang flagship. If they, look, if, look up with that even if I hear that one more time, goodness gracious... They don't even have a flag on campus. They take them all down. So, I guess that would make us the flagship. Um, but, yeah. Well, they're definitely not a ship in a fleet that carries the commanding admiral. Ad- admiral. 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 Well, maybe that's where they got the name because they almost changed their mascot to Admiral Akbar. So, maybe that's where that comes from. Anyhow, huge win. Huge midweek win, good for the RPI. Uh, shout out to Denver McQuarrie getting his first collegiate win. Um, yep. Really impressive, really impressive. Oh, man, I, I, we needed he needed a good outing. He kind of been, and he still he walked. While he, he, he just doesn't have much control. And once he figured, like Ben McDonald said, he has some great great stuff. And if he could just ever, I don't know if he got in the head of the count. The well, entire he's, game, he like. He was a guy coming in. We didn't know if he was going to pitch or play infield. I mean, he, like he's got the stuff to be very, he's, very. Good. He's very raw. He's going to be a really good player. He's a great athlete. Um, but shout out to him getting his first win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Rooker's, you know, ba- uh, he's back. <laughs> um, you know, whenever he needs to just get out of a slump, just go play Ole Miss. Yes, it seems like a cure uh, for his hitting woes. Um, hit one about four hundred feet. Man, to left center last night. Um, that was a, that was a great. Much. I was I was pretty fired up after yeah, that. That was awesome. Um, Were you there? I was there. Road dog action. Yeah. I didn't go because I didn't want to lose. Well, we didn't. And uh, and that's the Elmer sell of the week. And that's that's what that <laughs> means. Um, yeah, but again, like self is a beast. He threw. They were all fastballs. By the way, he threw he threw the cutter. Hey, do you know that I hit a ball off the wall against him? A year, a year ago? Not to brag. But I've said this probably in previous episodes, and I've said this or I said this in our interview. This team just, I can't understand. I don't understand it. They're, I don't want to say they're not good because they are good, but they're not talented. They have talented players, but they're all hurt. And they have seven pitchers. And every time they go out there, 
I just literally think to myself, this is when we start our losing streak, and we're about to lose three or four straight. You just wonder when the luck's going to run out, and but it does. Which, the big, big weekend. I don't want to skip ahead to that yet, but this team found a way last night, which people, Mississippi State fans were saying before the game, which I think we thought we weren't going to. We weren't going to win, so we were saying how unimportant the game was. And mm-hmm. well, it's an important game; it's Ole Miss, but also it wasn't that important. But I wanted Blaylock to pitch and throw until his arm literally fell off because I don't want to waste any pitching because this weekend is humongous. And glad, very, very glad we got the win. But this team, it's some. There's something to it, and I hope they can keep it. But there's something about how they just refuse to lose. How See, we've had teams in the past that that can hit, but they can never get the big hit. This team, Just average at hitting, but when they need a hit, you somebody got, gets it. You got guys it's, like Cody Brown. You you got you got a good mix, even with all the injuries. You got a good mix of youth and experience. You got some young guys, some guys who ha- who haven't played, but then you've got guys like in the middle of, middle of your order, like Gridley, Rooker, and Cody Brown. You know, and I. All the confidence in the world when those guys are at the plate in a big situation. And I like you said, I don't know what it is about this team. They just they they've taken on Kansas personality and they just are finding ways to win games. And it's uh you wonder how long they can if, if they can sustain that through the rest of the year. But uh it's really impressive and we're in the discussion for being a national seed at this point. Um like you said, that brings us to the Auburn preview, huge series, huge postseason implications on the line here. If we can somehow take two or three, I mean, we've got to think we'd probably be close to a top five team. Um, we'd be like a perennial top ten team at that point. Um, the return of the B word, the lady dog, Butch Thompson. Yep. Uh, making his way back to Starville. Uh I feel a little bit better. You know, he doesn't really – doesn't know any of these guys pitching. I can promise you that. Um, <laughs> they're going to throw all five guys against them that we have. and uh, Just throw the throw the pin at them. Hopefully we'll get down three or four to nothing in every game. Mm-hmm. And because uh, that's that's where we really get comfortable. We're not comfortable until we're down by at least three. If runs. we go up three nothing, be worried. If we're down four to nothing, we're, we're fine. fine. That's we're right fine. where we want <laughs> Uh, just like we got down against Alabama three nothing like four times, and uh, you see how that turned out. So did we talked. Have we talked about that game? I don't think we did. Wow, like that was. Uh, Wait, we did. We didn't talk about that. We didn't do a show that next day. That Monday was that last weekend? That game? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that game that was incredible. That was wild. Sorry, I couldn't remember. Do you that. want to talk about it, or do you want? To- I kind of want to just mention how weird that Sunday game, or that was not Sunday, was it? It was uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday. How weird that second game was. That, that was, was the weirdest game. Something one else. Of the weirdest games I've ever seen. And also, we're on, we'll talk about that at the end. I'm about to write that down. Actually, umpire. Uh, we shouldn't even won the game. Like we should still be playing. That second base umpire missed like six calls. That that. That game, he was terrible. The second base umpire last night missed like six calls. He yeah, missed that us. Was, uh, he we'll missed, get to that new second. I mean, that was just like we're going to get there. But huge, huge series this weekend uh, against Auburn. Um, you know, need a big, 
big start out of Pilkington. Um, you know, I always feel better about the series when you know when we can if we can win on Friday nights. We you know that's, he gives us the best chance to win when he's on the mound. Hopefully he can go and get it done for us. Hopefully you know Rooker, Mangum, Grizzly, and Cody can stay hot. Um, Stovall. Welcome. That was my prediction for a uh, breakout player. He's been a beast. I love having him at the bottom mm-hmm. of the order too. Um, he's like I mean he's like another leadoff guy. I wish he got more at bats, but he he's exactly like what we need. Um, just solid defensively, and he gets on base. He's not gonna do anything crazy at the play. He's not gonna hit you know a bunch of home runs, but he's just gonna put the ball in play. He's gonna get on base, and uh, he can run. And that sets the table for the meat of our order. And um, I, f- I feel like he's the X factor on the team at this point. Um, you know, whenever it seems like when he does well, we win. Um, but we've got guys like him. Uh, you know, Luke Alexander has been seeing the ball well. Hopefully he'll continue to stay hot. Uh, and our bullpen will we got a league going to the sixth inning. I feel feel like we're going to win the game. Canizero keeps pressing the right buttons. He does. He, he's pressing them right right now. Let's hope he can keep pressing it. I mean, it's it's been a magical year. And uh, it's usually when Mississippi sometime. State has has something magical it happening, goes to poop. it ends up being heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So y'all be on your toes for that. Maybe something's different. Somebody's got to get over the hump sometime. So why not us? <laughs> yeah, why not us? Uh, you ready for the interview? Yeah, let's. We're gonna put the interview in here with Trey Porter. Trey Porter, former Diamond Dog, uh, from Hurley, Mississippi, out of East Central High School, JUCO product. Now coach at East Central High School. One of the heroes of the 2013 College World Series team. And our new best friend. And one of our best friends. Here's Trey Porter. All right, we're here live with the man, the myth, and the legend, Trey Porter, uh, one of the pros of the 2013 College World Series team. We've got some great questions for you to make you sweat a little bit. But Absolutely. First question, uh, have you kept up with the dogs at all this season? Have you been watching them play? And uh, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, yeah, I usually always keep up with them. Uh, I know Brent Rooker is like a baseball god right now. And, uh, a guy that actually the school that I went to and, uh, the school that I coach at now is on the team and he's their Friday night guy, Connor Pilkington. So I got to see him play in high school. So I keep up with him. him. (laughs) That's right. The pride of Hurley, Mississippi. I mean, we we don't get many out of Hurley, but when we do, they're usually pretty good. Yeah, when you do get one, they're stuck. So that's, that's right. So what's your uh, what's your prediction for uh, how they finish this year? How do you Ugh, compare? Crap. How do you compare them to the 2013 team? Uh, I I guess man, they got a lot of fight because nobody really thought they was going to do anything. Um. I remember the 2013 season, we got drum-rolled by Vandy, like, three games. And it was not looking good, but, shoot, at the beginning of that year, we all knew we were going to go to Omaha. So, I mean, as as good as they're playing now, I don't see why they couldn't go make a run and 
you know, never know where it ends up from there. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I could see them going all the way. My bad, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but let me ask you, no, you a question fine. about this. Is, it has to do with this. This team, to me, doesn't seem, I don't want to say as talented because, I mean, they got, uh, like, three top five recruiting classes on the team, but well, they're not as talented. Yeah, they've got six pitches. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm like. That they just don't every like I'm expecting, which I'm a pessimistic fan anyway. But every time <laughs> you're a bulldog fan, so you gotta be. Yeah, yeah. We're, exactly. We're known to break your heart, so yeah, you gotta be a pessimistic <laughs> fan. Yeah, but like I don't expect us to win. Like I'm like, all right, here's where we start. Here's where we start our losing streak, and then they just find a way. Like I don't, I still don't have a feel for the team because I mean I guess it's just the pitching situation, not knowing yeah. what. I don't know. They're just gritty. Oh, I know. They just piece it together somehow, and you're like, there's no way they're going to pull this one out. They're down by six, and then they just they just find a way, I guess. I mean, that's got to say a lot about Canizero. He's He must be a really good one. So, yeah. whatever he's doing is working. Yeah, so what, uh, what made that 2013 team that you played on so special? Like, what was it the locker room? Was it the closeness? Was it just Hunter Renfro? Or what was it? <laughs> Probably all of the above that you just said. Um, yeah, we just, I don't know. I, you know, you play high school baseball, and when you leave high school, it's never really the same because you get to grow up with those kids and play with those guys. You're, you know, you've played with your whole life, and you get to experience high school. But, I mean, that 2013 team was like a high school team, just the the chemistry that we had with each other. I mean, gosh, we were idiots in the dugout. And yeah, God, yeah. I mean, we just had fun with it. And, uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't really like a drag. You know, you, baseball's boring, let's be honest. It's boring if you sit there and watch nine innings every single day. I mean, but we right. made it yeah. as fun as possible. Yeah. I mean, we had fun with it. Absolutely. So what? what was, for you personally, what was like, you're a highlight of that season. What was, like, the moment that you always think about when you, like, reflect back on that team? For you personally. Uh, I mean, I'd like to say the hit against Indiana. Oh, I really just – I really just say the whole season because I just – I mean, I learned a lot about myself because I was used to being the starter, the three-hole, four-hole guy the year before every game. And then I wasn't, and and that's not. I mean, I had struggled a little bit early on, so you know I was in and out of lineup, and I mean every situation you get, it's not easy to come off the bench and hit against somebody's closer in the SEC. So it's like every situation, I was like crap, this this is a lose lose, hitting off of Florida's closer lefty throwing ninety eight. I mean that's hard to do, but I mean I I guess. Personally, the the season itself of like where I was mentally, I guess, was the coolest thing that I just. It's hard to put your personal, you know, everything personally that you want to do aside and just be the biggest cheerleader and you know not be jealous about somebody else playing where you think you should play. But I mean, I really did that. I was I had uh, you know respect for all the guys that were starting when I wasn't. And, I mean, I said, you know what, if, if I'm not going to start, I'm, I'm going to be the best teammate I can be. So, and I ended up getting the Teammate of the Year award that year, so that was the coolest thing probably, that they thought 
you know, that I was a good teammate. But, you know, the hit just kind of kind of capped it all off. I wish we could have. Gosh, I hate finishing second because we were, ugh, you know, the Ricky Bobby thing, your first loser. But <laughs> we were, I mean, it was that was fun. The whole Omaha experience was fun. But just the experience with those group of guys, I mean, it was once in a lifetime, something I remember forever. But really just the struggle that I had that season and just how, I don't know, how I reacted. Because I could have reacted a lot of different ways. You know, sat on the bench and pouted and, you know, but I didn't. I mean, I I, I did at the beginning. I was like, man, I I know I'm struggling right now, but I'm I'm still seeing it. Just give me a couple more reps. But I didn't say anything. I mean, I just kept my head down and did what I could do and, try to one team win. And so Absolutely. the result of that was getting the hit in Indiana. If I would have if I would have, you know, you know, soaked on it and just, you know, been bitter about it, I wouldn't have got the hit. I wouldn't have been mentally where I needed to be to help out the team. So I guess the whole That's just I don't even know what <laughs> what do you want to call it? I guess the whole riding the bench and seeing <laughs> how I react to it <clears throat> was really the best part of it doesn't sound glamorous, but it just showed me a lot about myself. Absolutely. That's, that sounds to me, that's a lot like kind of Cody Brown's career. How, he, you know, two years ago, he was, you know, the team wasn't very good, but he was the only hitter on the team that hit 300. And, and last yeah. Year, oh, yeah. You got guys like Mangum that come in, and he's kind of the odd man out in the outfield, doesn't really play a whole lot. But that's yeah. why Cody Brown's like one of my favorite players ever because he – Never let that get to him. He was a good team. He's been a good teammate through the whole thing. Whenever he got his opportunity, he did like you did. You know, he got a big hit or he'd get a bump down. He just do what he had to do. Yeah, and I can't tell you how hard that is mentally to just stay in it and not give up. Because, I mean, whew, all the work that you put, you don't realize how much work them guys put in. I mean, you know, them guys, I know what it's like. It's, it's, you got to love baseball to be out there every single day, especially if you're not playing. I mean, yeah, it's, right. it's just a lot of, you know, credit to him and how he's handled it. Because I played with him, too, and he wasn't – he got redshirted that year, but, I mean, he kept working. Um, it, it's ooh, it's a grind, but it's worth it, especially yeah, the way they're playing right now. Man, you had, like, an unbelievable few weeks. Like, you won a regional, won a super regional, then you went to the College World Series – Got a humongous hit. Was that that wasn't the semifinal game, was it? It was. The, the, um, was it? it was to crap. You know, I, I think it. I think it was the game before the semifinal. Yeah, I think it was played Oregon State, but I did start yeah. the next game. I started the next, the last like three, because I got yeah. the. I, I was hot. That I mean, <laughs> I wish. I hate to say, I wish you could see my BP rounds, but. <laughs> I was kind of impressed with myself in BP. I was kind of at the point where I was like, well, I'm not really playing a whole lot. I'm going to see how far it is to baseball. It was pretty yeah, fun, but people, I, I was seeing it. Not many people know this, but Kyle Schwarber was on that Indiana team. One yeah, of the superstars the major leagues right now. But what I was saying was you did all that stuff, and then you come home, and then you become best friends with me. And that had to be the highlight of that entire summer, wasn't it? Absolutely. The East Coast. What were we back then? The Grays or the Sox uh, or what was it? I don't remember. They, were, they changed every summer. <laughs> I know they did. But, but that was like, 
for me. Can you sleep in a bed with <laughs> Dude, you're I like a little kid back then. That was yeah. that was only like four years ago, but you were just a little, you know, no hair under your underarms, and yeah. you're just young and young and spry <laughs> back then. <laughs> <laughs> you mean to tell no, me you well, can't grow a beard? Yeah, no, I can't grow a beard. I wish I could. I really <laughs> wish. Uh, but, like, being a humongous fan, and like what you said, I wasn't really a kid, but I was still a kid, and... Walking in, like, after watching that watching that run and just being, y'all were like superstars, and then opening the door, and there's you and Ross Mitchell. I just was like, <laughs> like, seeing, I don't know, it was being starstruck. And I was just like, I mean, seriously, like, one of the greatest summers of my life, just being able to, like, sounds weird and corny, but just spending time with, like, baseball players, guys that were on TV I know what two, you months, mean. two weeks ago, like, I mean, and that's another question I was going to ask. Well, I mean, being a baseball player at Mississippi State, I feel like that's being like a movie star or something, especially if you're winning and stuff. Is it just like oh, a different yeah. – it's, it's got to be incredible <laughs> being able to walk around. And, Dude, I came from junior college, so I was like eating Poe Boy sandwiches before a game to eating Little Dewey's before a game. Yeah, it's a huge <laughs> jump. Um, man, it's uh, first class. For real. I remember when I got recruited in junior college, and, I mean, you, you know, you, you think you're pretty good. I was an All-American in junior college, but I thought, you know, all these teams are going to start right, coming right. in and just coming in and just, you know, recruit me. Dude, I had nothing. There was nobody that wanted me out of junior college. And uh state saw me, and, like, I can remember telling my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife right now, I said, you know what, I, I would – I would love to tell my kids one day that I just rode the bench for Mississippi State. Like, yeah. that would be so cool just to say I was on the team. Like, I believed in myself that I could play, but, dude, I put the, I put their program, I put Mississippi State program, you know, on a pedestal. Like, that's, you know, Palmero, Clark, like, yeah. all these guys. Like, that's just, that's just a legacy, you know, and I never thought that I could, you know, especially I wasn't getting recruited by anybody that they would want me. So it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, it just you get first, it's first class everything, man. We go, you eat a steak dinner before every game. Just yeah. you're playing in the nicest stadium. I mean, it was really cool. Every hotel you go to. I mean, I've come from junior college. We're staying at like, you know. Red Roof Inn or whatever the place that leaves the lights on for you. Yeah. You go from that with cockroaches on the wall to, you know, staying at the nicest place yeah. in, the, in the city. It's it's pretty cool. So I'm glad I got to experience the junior college stuff before Mississippi yeah. State because it was like an humbling experience, but, man, it was cool. It, was, it really was. And like you said, that summer, I bet you didn't think we were as down to earth as we w- would be. Did you no. when you met me and Ross? No, it was, <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing about that that team. We were like, we weren't. I mean, you know, you got some guys that are a little more cocky than others, but well, I mean, well, for the most I, part, we were, we were very level headed well, and I, just. Right, Jeremy, uh, you, you calling out Adam Frazier right there, saying he's a, yeah. He's cocky? <laughs> well, I'd be pretty cocky too if I could hit as good as he could. So. <laughs> And no, he's he's more confident, man. That's more confidence. 
He was he was, I was stud. I was a Crazy guy. He, that was another question I wanted to ask you: is if you kept in touch. There's a lot of there's like I mean Renfro, Frazier, Holder, right? a lot of big leaguers from that team. And you keep in touch with those guys. Uh, um, playing for his yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of on the download, but we all had a group chat whenever we were on that team. It was a 2013 team, and we all have the same group chat. We literally talk on it daily, on a day-to-day basis. So it's got, you got all the same guys. Frazier, I think we were just, <laughs> so I just put a picture of the tap sports, or the tap baseball picture of him. I was like, dude, I just got you on tap baseball. He's like, I wonder if they get. They would mind if I sue them for that rating they just gave me on tap baseball. So I mean, we keep, it's 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 really cool. We all keep in touch. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, so, well, I mean, that's how close that team was. We've got one one. This is you. the most important one. Yeah, this is by far the most important question we're going to ask you. <laughs> Every comes on the show, we ask them this question. So okay, it's a would you rather question. And okay. it is, would you rather smell like poop all the time and not know it, or constantly be smelling other people's poop all the time? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, hmm. There, there is a right answer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, um, who's? It's I guess fun. I'm really a, I'm a clean freak, so I don't like to think that I stink. I would rather oh, smell other people's crap. I really see. would. I'm not I'm not grossed out about it. I got a kid right now and he craps daily, and I got to clean it, so I'm not that grossed out by it. Now, as long as I don't got like handle it or anything, it's like like that SpongeBob episode where they eat the you know rancid stuff and other people smelling it. I mean, I yeah, I would rather I would rather smell everybody else's than. Everybody think okay. I'm ugly like that episode. I respect you for being considerate of other people, but I think I would respect <laughs> everyone else. I don't want to smell other people's poop. They can deal with me. <laughs> All right, great. Well, thank you, Trey. You're the pride of Hurley, Mississippi. The pride, pride of Hurley. East Central High School. The greatest walk-up song probably in Mississippi State history, collegiate baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure to Man, talk to thanks. you. The, the great, the, one of the greatest moments in MSU history, the hit, as some people call it, the hit heard around the world to beat Indiana. <laughs> we appreciate you, Trey. We really do appreciate you. Absolutely, man. Y'all keep, keep in touch. Keep in touch, Trey. Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Hit us friends now. Absolutely. Y'all keep in touch, man. See you, man. All right, bye. Good stuff there from uh, from old Trey. Uh, that was a that was a fun great interview. Great interview. Really nice guy. I didn't. We're two for two on interviews. Yeah. Uh, with Henry Winsome. Great. Our boy, big big daddy and big dad. I was leaving out Winsome. I meant to say big daddy. <laughs> three for three on interviews. Uh, we'll cut that. Big for daddy sure. Winsome and Trey. We're all great. Uh, we need to get Big Big Daddy back on the show to get his thoughts on the whole baseball season. We do. Love um, that guy. We, I love Big Daddy. Can I say I love him? Sure. I don't really know him, and I'm kind of older, and he's just he's a child. That's fine. I, okay. All right. But uh, 
yeah, good stuff there from uh, Trey Porter. We appreciate him making time for us. Um, apparently, he's got a wife and kid now. We didn't even know. I know he has a wife. I'm still kind of debating on whether he, he has said a kid. he had a kid. He said he had a kid like then. He said he had a kid and it crapped all the time. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it's not someone else's. I'm gonna have he to. He wouldn't be changing someone else's kids. If, if he had a sister or something, he would. He could just be babysitting or something. We're gonna find out. I know y'all are probably itching to find out. But anyway, that was a like for real. I mean, I was expecting to be a good interview, but I wasn't expecting that much detail, and that was really, really good. Really good stuff. I had a lot of fun doing that. Absolutely. Uh, that's why. That's what makes our job. That's what makes me love my job. <laughs> yeah. This is why Guys I get up like in you. the morning. Exactly. All right. <laughs> get you a little sip of that. Get a sip of Sprite. That dirty in my cup. <laughs> All right. We're going to close it out with one of our favorite segments. Um... It's called, uh, well, it's, it's usually called Ref Suck, but since it's baseball. This is our favorite segment. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's called Umpire Suck. Mm-hmm. And, uh. I thought we were still iffy on able to say the S word. We're gonna, we're gonna, it's okay. And we'll check and then. Let me check real quick. And then we'll cut it. If, yeah, it's okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, Umpire Suck. Going back to the Alabama game. And it's not just a Mississippi State thing like in uh you know like in college basketball it seems like that there was an agenda it's mississippi state well this is just they suck like it's just like it doesn't really benefit uh you know one team or the other they're not biased they're just awful they just suck and uh they sucked in the alabama game and they sucked in the Ole miss game mm-hmm. in the alabama game um second base umpire like you said, he missed like 40 calls. Ball, that ball that Luke Alexander hit, clear as day, hit Vance on the foot. I mean, like, I don't know what he was watching. Like, it changed directions. I mean, it hit him right in the middle <laughs> of the foot. And uh, I, could, I saw it from the third baseline. The umpire just had to be like, ah. He's like, I should do it, but I'm not. Maybe no one saw it. I mean, it was just, and then they went and talked about it. And none of them saw it. Dude, they zoomed in on the camera and you can, or zoomed in on like the group of umpires. And umpires, third base umpire. I didn't see it. (laughs) I didn't see that. But seriously, he had to just be like, ah, great. Mm -mm. No one saw it. Then. It was very, very blatant. blatant. uh, Last night, that was like, or I guess you're listening to this on Thursday, so Tuesday night. That might have been like first baseball game I've ever watched where they literally missed every call. <laughs> like they missed every single call, mm-hmm. and uh, it ended up like kind of benefiting both sides. But literally everything they called was wrong. If he was out, he was called safe, and if he was safe, he was called out. The, the when Gridley stole third, uh, he was he was standing up on third base before mm-hmm. attack, and then uh, Rooker got picked off at second base by three feet. By, by like I mean. And they're sitting right there. It's just unbelievable. It's the, and that Brandon Walker was talking about this on his podcast. But I've said it a hundred times. It's the SEC. You've got more money than any conference. Like he said, they're the most powerful conference in It just means sports. more. It just means more in the SEC, unless it comes to officiating. Mm-hmm. Get some daggone umpires and referees. 
that have a clue what's going they're on. They're getting They've paid. got to be That's better. their job. That's what they do. There's got to be somebody better out there. Like, there's got to, They cannot be the best of the best. Like, there's just no way. They're terrible. If that's the best of the best, then I hate to watch other games, like to see what's going on in other conferences. My brother plays in the SWAT, and the umpires aren't that bad in the SWAT. I can go out there, and I've never umpired a game in my life, but, I mean, I could have made those calls last night, Tuesday night. I mean, it's just like, I don't understand. It's just mind-boggling to me. And baseball is easy. Like, baseball is by far the easiest sport to officiate. Basketball's hard, at least. At least they have that excuse. Now, they shouldn't miss every call like they do. They're still terrible. But at least it's hard. I mean, there's they're moving fast and stuff. And baseball, you're literally standing around 90% of the time. You got, you're standing. You got a guy standing behind home plate. Oh, I'm about to rant. You got a guy standing behind home plate with the white Pentagon. Uh, and you just got to see if the ball comes close to it. The white Pentagon? The plate, you idiot. Uh, and then every once in a while, you know, a guy is running semi-fast, first base, and sometimes there's a close play, and you just got to get, I mean, it's usually, it, it's usually pretty obvious. And, I mean, it's just hard to mess mess up a baseball game, and that's what they're doing. Are you videoing me? No. Okay. But, uh, that was umpire suck. It was. That was that was incredible. We have the um. Where'd you poop this week, Jimmy? Jimmy would like to talk now, but let me insert something real quick. Where I pooped this week, literally everywhere. Not everywhere, like on the floor, like everywhere on campus. Yeah, uh, terrible, 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 terrible stomach. Anyway, Jimmy, would you like to take over the mic? Uh, first off, I'd like to you know thank y'all for having me on the show. I, I don't listen to it very often, but I understand that y'all have a lot of segments where y'all y'all talk good stuff about me. So that's really Speaking great. Speaking to the mic, gotta get a little louder. Uh, next thing, where did I poop this week? Well, I pooped quite a few very famous places. I pooped at the Library of Congress, which I sent Snapchat, 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 chat, chat. those two. To uh, Houston and Noah, and maybe so. I'm he not was, sure. For those of you who don't know, the Library of Congress is in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Washington, D.C. is our nation's capital. I went to D.C. and I made it a point to try to poop in as many famous places as possible. But that's I almost, the only reason he went. That's mm-hmm. the only reason I went. Because he. No, not going to go there. <laughs> He's going to say something about. You know, never mind. Uh, but I almost messed myself up, though, because when we went to the White House. Well, we didn't go to the White House. We went to the White House Gardens. All right, all right. Hold on. I want to say something real quick. This is what brought ESPN <laughs> down the drain. We'd like to keep it stick to sports on the show. When you bring politics into it, it's where you go wrong. So this could be the last show. It we might be. have to fire some people. White House Garden didn't have a bathroom. Almost didn't make it. And then I had to run out of the White House Garden. And then I went to this new bathroom that I thought was a new bathroom. But when I got in there... I had a bad case of deja vu, which is that feeling that you've pooped somewhere before. <laughs> no, that was terrible. <laughs> he said deja vu. But then I realized that I had <laughs> pooped there. Now before. you understand why we do what we do on the show. <laughs> now, now, now they understand. He told me he was going to do that. Because I thought he was kidding. <laughs> it was at the Washington Monument. But yeah. Pretty big deal. I right, appreciate so, that. Do you think? Do you think? Oh, I want Jimmy to answer this. This is uh, Jimmy's a politician on the show. 
We're just going to pretend like you didn't say this. This is our political correspondent. So, um, if you would have, were at the White House and would have pooped in the, um, bushes at the, what's it called? The garden? Just the White House garden. The White House garden. Would that be considered a terrorist act? <laughs> uh, I believe it's defined by what you ate that day and how many people are around. Okay. So if you ate Mexican food and there was 10,000 people there, you'd oh, be a terrorist. Definitely. See, above 9,000, I think that would be a terrorist act. And, and I'd probably go to prison. It's a nationality food. Like if it's a type Oh, yeah. Food. That's also, that's a oh, hate yeah. crime. That's a hate crime. Yes. So, yeah, oh, what if you would have eaten like Syrian food? Oh, crap. <laughs> or like... Uh, you'd probably get the Moab dropped on the you. The Afghanistan food. You would have got sniped. What about that some too. goats? No doubt. Do they eat goats there? That's all they got. Right? Goats and dirt. I believe so, but I appreciate y'all having me on the show. Jimmy, and that was great. Probably last time I'll ever be on the show. Yep, but definitely. Hopefully. Yep. Good to see you. People. Won't make that mistake again. Deja Poo. Well, we'll cut it. That was a terrible way to. Oh that, was end our the least, show. that was our least favorite segment. <laughs> that had to be. Uh, Just kidding, Jimmy. Kind of speechless now, but. um. I don't appreciate know. y'all listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll see y'all How next time. How about Aaron Hernandez? Oh, yeah. Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about that? Aaron Hernandez has apparently killed him. He killed himself. Or, you know. All right. Say, hey, hey, 13 reasons why. Um, Thoughts and prayers. He's Seriously, also a murderer. Is, he's apparently, you know, he's a terrible person. Apparently, he's also bisexual. Uh, it's 2016. Which is okay. Um. Well, that was a, quite a turn of events, and we're going to end it on that note. <laughs> so thanks for listening to In the Doghouse, presented by a friend of the Cowbell Toll. See you.